0: Hello and welcome to the Future Engineering Club podcast. My name is Jack Lomas and thanks for joining me. Over the course of the next 10 minutes, I'm going to take you through the latest in-stream news through the lens of technology-enabled innovation. This week, we'll be focusing on off-site manufacturing and the efficiency this brings to the construction process. Before we dive into it, let me tell you a little bit about the Future Engineering Club Founded in 2019, the Future Engineering Club exists as an industry working group focused on enabling collaboration between construction tech startups, industry decision makers, and venture capital investors. We've welcomed over 400 industry leaders over the series of events, helping to enable four term sheets issued from investors to startups, three commercial partnerships, one product partnership between startups, and lots of hiring in between. Now for the podcast... Off site manufacturing goes back to the end of World War I, which saw the UK construction industry affected by major shortages of skilled labour and building materials, both having been diverted into the war effort. The result was an acute shortage of housing. This shortage stimulated a search for new methods of construction that would alleviate this problem. Between 1918 and 1939, over twenty still framed housing systems along with various types of housing based on traditional in-situ and precast concrete methods were developed. Over this period, 4.5 million houses were built, but only around 5% were constructed using new methods of construction. The majority of houses were still traditionally built as labour and materials became less scarce. The end of World War II saw a new approach for the construction of New Dwellings, In addition to replacing houses destroyed during the war, the government in 1945 published a white paper with objectives to complete the slum clearance program started in the 1930s. The emphasis was to supplement traditional building operations with methods of construction using industrial capacity outside the building industry. Immediately after the war, there was a surplus of steel and aluminium production from industries geared to war output and now requiring diversification to survive. These factors drove the industry towards pre-fabrication and resulted in many varieties of concrete, timber, steel and a hybrid frame systems. Industrialised building is based on the principle that as much of the work is done in a factory environment, leaving simple assembly operations to take place on site. Industrialised building takes two forms, closed and open. Closed construction has much of the structure made from a thick set of prefabricated parts. Open construction produces a shell from a small number of parts allowing the designer to create a unique design and substitute parts from other manufacturers. Fast forward to today, and this is widely considered critical to the future of our sector. In 2018, the Science and Technology Select Committee debated the importance of off-site manufacturing within the House of Lords, concluding that the government should promote the use of pre-manufactured solutions through policy measures to tackle industry issues such as low productivity, low predictability, adversarial pricing models, and financial fragility. And just two weeks ago, a group of housing associations have called for an off-site house building programme which will be modelled on the UK's post-First World 1 construction efforts to help key workers access affordable housing. The G15 group of the largest housing associations are now calling for off-site methods to be used to deliver 100,000 affordable properties on housing association and public sector land. So what's the benefits of off-site manufacturing? Well, to put it shortly, production efficiency. The team at the factory can work simultaneously with the on-site team to streamline timelines whilst benefiting from increased quality control measures from the controlled factory setting. Mark Reynolds, chief executive of MACE, recently reported that the use of off-site methods can improve productivity up to 50% or even higher. Increased productivity has been seen in the projects that have been undertaken off-site so far. Lang Rourke have spoken about their 70-60-30 approach, which means that 70% of the project's construction is conducted off-site, leading to a 60% improvement in productivity and a 30% improvement in the delivery schedule. Furthermore, computer aided manufacturing minimizes waste and decreases the carbon footprint of the project, as well as yielding energy efficient and airtight products due to their exacting methods of production. This was born out of studies by the University of Cambridge which have shown that pre-cast construction manufacturing in the UK has reduced carbon emissions by 26%, mains water consumption by 31%, and waste to landfill by 95% over the period of 2008 to 2016. And arguably, most importantly, due to the controlled factory's environment, there are less safety risks for workers. Heathrow airports have reported that an average of 2.2 million working days were lost to work-related injuries and ill health in the construction sector each year between 2013 and 2016, with a cost of around £1.2 billion per year to the sector. The sector are quickly coming around to the value behind off-site manufacturing, with tenders now enabling this process. Most recently, Highways England announced the firm's that will deliver its 10-year, £7 billion smart motorways programme, with off-site manufacturing at its core. The project is split into three lots, with one lot partner providing production management services, lot two appointing two partners as digitally enabled designers, and lot three comprising the vast majority of the work, covering on-site assembly and construction. This is great news for the contractors and consultancies. However, where do startups come into this? Well, in a supporting white paper called the Construction Sector Deal, the government identified that te- digital techniques must be deployed at all phases of design to deliver better, more certain results during the construction and operation of buildings. Furthermore, a focus on whole-life asset performance to shift focus from the costs of construction to the costs of building across its life cycle, particularly in its use of energy. These are challenges that many early-stage startups are focused on tackling today, and with the policy now trickling through to the public tenders, there has never been a better time for startups to collaborate with industry leaders to transform the way the industry juggernauts deliver infrastructure. The world is quickly changing, and the need for technology-enabled innovation is critical. Stay tuned to the Future Engineering Club podcast, as we bring you twice weekly updates with thoughts from myself on Mondays and interviews with thought leaders on Thursdays. Thanks and catch you soon.